Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Play for Keeps podcast. I'm Cameron Hay at Cameron underscore Hay on Twitter. And I'm, of course, joined by Drew Williams at Dope is Drew on Twitter. And we aren't joined by a guest this week, but we didn't get a chance to discuss this becoming the conference finals matchups due to us having a guest last week and teams getting eliminated, the playoffs going on while we had the recording. How surprised are we that the three and the five seed in the Eastern Conference are playing each other? And we have half of the L.A. NBA franchises in the Western Conference Finals, but we don't have the other half of them. How surprised are we at this conference finals being the outcome that we have on both sides? I only got one out of four teams, right? Who did I have? Did I have? I had Miami, and I had the Lakers. I did not have the Nuggets, and I and we both had Toronto over yeah. Boston. So yeah, yeah. I mean, <sighs> the Clippers. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to really talk about the Clippers blowing a 3-1 lead. Man, like, I, I just can't believe they did that, but I'm not going to pile on Well, I, I don't want, of that happened. I don't think that it would necessarily be piling on. I'm, I'm, we can go ahead and talk about this now since we didn't get a chance to, to talk about it. I tweeted out before Game 7 that this, in my opinion, if they were to complete the choke, mm-hmm. would be the worst choke job in NBA history. Okay. And a lot of people came and pushed back on me saying that because it's only the second round. It's not the finals. So the Warriors blowing too. The Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead to the Cavaliers will always be will be worse in their opinion, especially cuz they were 73 and 9 and everything. Right. And my retort to that was that's a bad loss by the Warriors for sure. Mm-hmm. But if we all agree or believe that LeBron James is Either either the GOAT, second best player, or third best player all time. He's a top three player all time. Mm-hmm. And he plays the best three-game stretch of his career that we have seen. With a 41-point game five, a 41-point game six, and then a 27-point triple-double in game seven. Mm-hmm. That is a choke job by Warriors because they had two of the three at home. Two yeah. of the last three at home. But I'm a little bit more forgiving if the guy that a lot of people believe is the greatest player ever just turns into the greatest player ever. For three games and beats you and yeah. with Kyrie Irving next to him playing like the second best player on the court in that series in those last three games 41 points in game five along with the 41 that LeBron had as well as I believe 25 and 26 in game six and game seven with the game winner in game seven right. so and I also pointed out how Stephen Curry not Stephen Curry Draymond Green was suspended for game five the Clippers didn't have any injuries didn't have any suspensions in these last three games of games five six and seven while holding a double digit lead in all three games they held a 16 point lead in game five a 19 point lead in game six and then a 12 point lead in game seven and lost all three games Mm -hmm. on top of it not being to lebron james and Kyrie Irving. no disrespect to nicole Jokic and jamal murray (laughs) murray has been out of his mind this postseason we saw with the 50 point games against utah and the 40 point games against uh, utah and 40 point game six i believe or was it? Well, did he have forty in Game Six or Game Seven against? I think it was Game the six. Nuggets. But yeah, he's proven that he can be a dominant scorer, yeah. and Jokic has proven to be arguably he he's making a strong case. He was already a top ten guy. He's making a strong case to be pushed even higher potentially with the yeah. run that he's had this postseason. So like I said, I don't want to take anything away from those two, but nobody picked. The Nuggets going into that. Yeah, series. I didn't pick. I didn't hear anybody pick yeah. Denver and at all. Even though. 
the Warriors were heavy favorites in the 2016 finals, there were still people who believed the Cavaliers could beat them. We we both picked we them. both picked them going into that catch. series in 2016 because we believed that LeBron James was that good. We believed that Kyrie Irving not, was that not, good. Not to tell you that I wasn't sweating when they went down three. Of course, but. Because yeah. nobody had ever came back 3-1 in the finals. Right. And the Warriors were the Warriors. Yeah. They were 73-9. and nine. They were the Warriors. So right. it's different. But I just think that this collapse is is the worst ever, considering they had double-digit leads in all three closeout games, potentially. The Warriors never dominated the Cavs after game well, two of that series. If you I'm, I'm going to tell you why it's really bad. Number one, because all year the Clippers were talking about how they're built to beat the Lakers yeah. and they were looking past Denver. And when game five happened and Marcus Morris told them, y'all getting ready to go home. Yeah, told Paul Millsap that. And from that point on, like the record scratch, yeah. like the, the, the movie, he knew he fucked up. Yeah, like right you got then too, and you there. got too far ahead of yourself. Yeah, and just went all downhill from there. Yeah, it went downhill from there. And Kawhi couldn't buy a bucket, too. And obviously, Paul, him and Paul George went scoreless in the Paul fourth George, how many good playoff games did he have? Um, I'll give him this year. I want to say game two against the Nuggets, he played well. I don't give him game five against the the Mavericks. They mm-hmm. want he scored thirty five. That's a game they they won by like they they were up by like twenty that whole game. Like yeah. it's easy to to I mean, dominate. We can give it a we can give him a good game because he shot the ball. I'm I'm gonna give him that just because he shot the ball. Yeah. Well, he shot horribly the entire postseason. He shot thirty nine percent, I believe, for the entire postseason. Yeah, and thirty two percent from and 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 that that adds into it. I I believe when you factor in that. And the they, they were literally up. talking so much cash yeah. to, to Portland and Dame talking about how yeah. y'all, y'all going home right. soon. Y'all going home, all that. Like, I think that does play into why the Clippers one is pretty bad. But I just – I can't fathom anything being worse than blowing a 3-1 lead in the finals no. with the unanimous MVP. That is but true. it is very, very bad. Yeah, I, and in the mannerism that, like, the Clippers choked – but, like, we didn't see them break down in real time. Like, they were literally blowing these leads. Yeah, they were they were dominating each like, game still. Like, literally, Golden State, they literally were, like, breaking down. Like, Curry getting the tech, tech. Yeah. Like, Draymond, like. Getting suspended. Yeah, like, they were literally, like, they were literally impl- imploding then in on, like, seven, live when television. You watched Steph Curry throw the behind-the-back pass yeah, out bro, of bounds. They, they like, were literally imploding I on agree. live television. So, it can't be worse than Golden State for I me. agree. You make but, good points. But, you know, it's pretty bad. But I, I'm I'm happy at, at the same time because I'm glad they got humbled. But I wish we could have gotten, you know, to play them in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, would have, I still would have wanted to see the Lakers Clippers. But if the Clippers, if they couldn't win this series, then clearly they just weren't worthy enough to be there. And I agree 50 with you. 50 years and no conference finals appearances. Yeah. And I think that, I think the main reason I've been stuck on, like, them, like, this being the worst for me is because, like we said, the double-digit lead is blowing everything. And you make a good yeah. point. We didn't watch the Clippers implode in real time until the fourth quarter of Game 7 was really when the implosion happened. Like, when Paul George shot the three off the side of the backboard. Him and Kawhi couldn't <laughs> score in the fourth. They didn't score a, a point. Like, that. that's when it became real. Oh, like, like, you said, yeah. we watched the Warriors basically implode over the course of a week. Yeah. We watched the... And how you said it's a man's. I was just about to mention that. everything went yep. downhill from that point on. Just like you said, Marcus Morris telling Paul Millsap, "Y'all about to go home." It, it yeah. the record scratch and they went downhill. Clay Thompson saying it's a man's game. His feelings got hurt. 
was the moment everything yeah. flipped for the Warriors in that series. So yeah, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Clippers losing, and I had or always the said Bucks losing. Well, no, we didn't get a chance to talk about the Bucks losing, man. But I had always said going into this season and during the season that a lot of people overlooked how this was really an important year for the Clippers. And Paul George comments after this, after the series got after the series ended with the Nuggets saying how this wasn't a championship or bust year is a lie because he said it earlier in the year in the interview too. And but. he's he's in, but this that's a lie because. They gave up six first-round picks, Shea and Gallinari. Brought in Kawhi, two six-man of the years on the bench, a, a championship coach, a loaded roster, supposedly. like Plunge for Marcus Morris. Exactly. Trade a first-round pick for him. Yeah. And so this is this, this is a championship or a bust season. When you put together a team like this, when you give up all that you did to put this team together, you immediately put your, all of your chips into the middle of the table. Now Paul George and Kawhi are eligible to opt out of their contracts at the end of next season. Now, I don't Montrez think Montrez Harrell is a free agent this year. I don't think that Kawhi and Paul George will leave, right. but there's the possibility. We don't know until we, get to, until we cross that bridge. Yeah. And so now... I don't know if there's a team going into next season that has more pressure on them to win. Maybe the Brooklyn Nets, but KD's nah, coming off of an injury. And, and those, both of them have already like won. Yeah, at their like other destinations. So exactly. I feel like with Kyrie and KD, they don't really have pressure. If they do win, it's great. But yeah, there's no know. real pressure on them. KD's two-time Finals MVP. He's Kyrie won two chips. Got Kyrie ring. got a ring. So like, I don't know if there's a team with more pressure on them going into next year than the Clippers. The Lakers, well, I mean, Doc definitely will probably be under that. If you don't make it to the finals, you're getting fired. I don't care. Or the conference finals, at least. Yeah. We got well, we got baby steps. We got to take baby steps yeah. with the Clippers. Like, I mean, they've never made a <laughs> exactly. conference final. They need to get the conference finals first. Yeah. Um, like, the Warriors coming back together have house. They're going to have as much house money as anybody in the league next year. And we'll, and we'll be very, very good. And they will be very on good. how they, you know, maneuver with the number two pick. Yeah. And if they Trade really do star. go all in and try to make a play at Giannis. But Not possible. But um, you never know. <laughs> Not with that trade, but I'm just saying they may move the number two pick. That's what I mean. Yeah, for sure. Giannis yeah, may be obviously that's a, not. That's optimistic. When they traded for Wiggins, they pretty much put yeah. themselves out of that. But. but, like, the Warriors are going to be really good. And that's another team that gets added into the Western Conference picture next year that they that the Clippers didn't have to worry about this year. Yeah. When the Clippers bracket broke for the playoffs, everybody believed they had the favorable path compared to the Lakers. Even though Lakers yeah. were one seed, you heard people saying – the, the Blazers were going to give them trouble. They were going to push them. The Rockets were going to give them trouble. They were going to push them. And everybody thought the Clippers would just walk through Dallas, yeah. walk through the Nuggets. We thought they were going to walk through the Nuggets. I think we both picked five games. Yeah, I picked five. Yeah, we both picked Clippers yeah, in five. Yeah, we did pick five. And so they had to go six in a series in round one against the Mavericks where yeah. their second Without best player exactly missed the last, I want to say, four games of the series. Yeah. And then they had – or the last three games. It went six. He missed the last three games. And then they had to go seven and lose to the Nuggets in round two. Yeah. Now next year, the Lakers will be back together. With It might not be the same exact team. We can't tell the future. But LeBron James and Anthony Davis will be back on the Lakers next year. And right. the Denver Nuggets now, they've gotten another year of experience. And they now believe they can get to the Western Conference Finals and potentially further. So yeah. now they are more experienced. They have even more confidence than they already had. The Warriors will be back. Yeah. I don't expect much out of Houston, but they will still have a top six player in the world on their roster with James Harden. And then we talk about 
teams gaining experience. Luka Doncic with the Mavericks and Porzingis potentially. They will be even better next year, probably. Yeah. And so well, that's going to be very tough. Maybe a full a full year of the Blazers being healthy, they should be a comfortable playoff team. They will be better. So the Jazz will still be Shay. Exactly. Okay. See, we don't know if if we don't know if they're going to trade Chris Paul or not. If we don't know if they're going to go into a full rebuild. Right. It remains to be seen. But even if they brought this same team back, they will be they'll be competitive. They will be competitive. And so now it gets even tougher next year because you have a guy like like Stephen Curry and a running mate like Klay Thompson getting thrown into the mix. Yeah. Guys who are champions who have won multiple championships and are still in the primes of their careers. They're not yeah. washed. They Steph Curry is I think thirty two years old, maybe he turning thirty two, thirty yeah, something around there. Like, or thirty one. Yeah, thirty one, thirty two. Clay is only in, in his early thirties. So they will and they'll be hungry. A lot of a lot of people threw dirt on the Warriors this year. A lot of people, so. they, I took, mean, they, they got the number two pick yeah. for a reason. People took their victory lap on the Warriors this year after their five-year run of dominance, pretty much, across the NBA. Hey, and so it's hard to stay they top. will be back next year. And so yeah. I think that the Clippers going into the 2020-2021 season or 2021 season, whenever next season starts, mm-hmm. they will be the team with the most pressure on them. Even if the Lakers don't finish the deal this year and don't, Win the championship. If they, say they get to the finals and lose, they will have at least gotten there. Yeah. The Clippers, they they the one you didn't get the one seed in the West. You sh, you, you low managed all year. Well, I mean, Le, LeBron. Well, I don't know. He has a player option next. LeBron. Yeah, LeBron's a player so option. He, he'll opt in probably more than like. Anthony Davis will be the one who's to keep an eye on in free agency. Probably if he depends on what he does this offseason. If he signs a one plus one or if he yeah. signs a full extension, commit himself long term. Yeah. We don't know. But he will be back at so least. If the for Lakers next don't win, I mean, they'd be under a lot of. They pressure. They would be under a lot of pressure. If LeBron, if LeBron has a player option coming up, and then AD is a one plus one, they can both be gone. Yeah, they could both be gone if they don't finish the deal this year. But the thing is with the Lakers, and this is where a lot of people in the media back themselves into a corner. Everybody picked the Clippers going into the season. Yep. Everybody picked the Clippers during the season, even when they showed yeah. reason to have cause for pause. Everybody continued to pick them after the first <laughs> round where they got taken six by a guy in his first playoffs in the NBA. Yeah. And with Porzingis missing three games, everybody still cons- considered it a foregone conclusion that they would get to the finals and win. Yeah. And so I don't believe that they will be the popular pick going into next season. I think people probably have learned a lesson a little bit, maybe. Playoff P. Yeah. Ain't. But – who knows? I just think that there's a lot of pressure on them now going into next year, especially like, <clears throat> and a lot of it has to do. And the Lakers are kind of in the same position. When you give up as much as they gave up for a guy yeah. like Paul George, um, you got to capitalize on that. You have to capitalize on it because I mean they're not gonna have any young players no. coming in for the next probably six years. Every other year they'll yeah. have a young, they'll have a pick. And so, and are, are those pick swaps with the with the Thunder? Um, I don't believe they have swaps. All right. I, I just think they gave up four first-rounders, yeah. and you have to do it every other year. Yeah. So I think that they are going to be – there's going to be a lot of pressure on them. And, like, it's one thing to get to the conference finals and lose to the Lakers. Yeah. One it's one thing to get to the conference finals and lose, period. You just lose to a team in the conference finals that might be better than you. Right. The Nuggets proved they kind of were better than the Clippers, but they – lost before they even got to the conference finals that's a harder pill to swallow and i think that ratchets up the ranks that ratchets up the pressure going into next season well i think the clippers will make whatever changes they can make. whatever I they mean, can i don't think trez will be back next for them 
the thing is, the Clippers are going to be capped out. Yep. And the only moves they really can make are bringing back Morris. I think Morris will be back. I, you, you damn near have to. You gave a first-round yeah. pickup. And, and then, I know you're saying Mantra is going to be gone, but, like... Somebody will throw him more They're going to let him go and just have nobody to fill that void because they're not going to have money to pay anybody. What is the void that he's leaving for them? After what we saw in the playoffs, what is the void? I mean, bench scoring. He didn't score in the playoffs. When you put him up against other legitimate bigs. Well, him and Lou Williams, they're really pretty much the only bench yeah. production for the Clippers. I think Lou will be back. He's still under contract. Yeah, for one more year. Yeah. and so But Lou is some somebody that you potentially could use as a trade piece, mm-hmm. an expiring deal. A guy who can come in and score for you. I don't yeah. know what his what he can get you back, but he's probably, probably their not best worth much on the open market. He's probably their best tradable asset at this point, other than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, that which ain't, aren't getting that ain't enough to update. Exactly. To so, would you be surprised if they if they tried to move Paul George this offseason? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I, I would not, not either. I would not be surprised either. In fact, I, I almost predict that, yeah. that they will at least shop. I would not be surprised to hear his name in trade conversations this offseason. And um, where does he go from here? He got to take a hard look in the mirror, bro. He has not been out the first round since 2014. Since the 2014 Eastern Conference Finals when they lost to Miami. the Miami Heat. He has not been out of the first round since. He got hurt that summer and missed the whole next season pre. And ever since then, he lost in the first round every year in Indiana. Got traded to Oklahoma City. Lost in the first round to Utah. Yeah. And in the first round to Portland in consecutive years. Oh, I'm lying. So he got out the first round this year. He got out the first round and he <laughs> went. It's, this loss is so bad. It's got me rewriting Paul George's history. But yeah. <laughs> he's got out the first round. But what, like, where does he go from here? He has not really played great in the playoffs in, since 2014. I'm not going to say since 2014 because you can play great and lose in round one. I feel like he played great when they lost to Toronto a few years ago in round one. And I don't think he played horrible when they lost to the Cavs in round one in 2017. So you can play bad and lose in round one. I mean, play good and lose in round one. So I won't blame him for that. But the last three years in the playoffs, he has not been great since he's got to Oklahoma City and now in the Clippers. He's been – we got to call it what it is. He's been bad. He's been bad in the playoffs for them for, yeah. for three straight years now. Where how is his status across the league affected after this loss? Like how I do think people, people look at him? Last year, him being third in MVP voting. Yeah. He and I don't want to. Was he top three in defense player of the year voting as well? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm just like piling on PG, but like a lot of people have him as like a top ten player in the league. Yeah. And I feel like he's really been exposed at this point. Is yeah. like we're not even asking you to be the lead guy. Like you're not going to be the the center of attention. You're not going to get. They're not game planning no. to make you the primary focus of it. Like you're getting wide open shots. Let's go down the list right now. Let's think about it. He's not. Is he better than LeBron? I mean, we're gonna go, let's go. So LeBron, yeah. he's not better than LeBron. No. KD. No. Stephen Curry. No. James Harden. Anthony Davis. Kawhi Leonard. No. Giannis Antetokounmpo. No. Nikola Jokic. No. Damian Lillard. Joel Embiid. No. After what we've seen, Jason Tatum. No. Jimmy Butler. Uh, you know what? No, but I don't think Jimmy Butler's had a year as good as last year's PG year. No, George but I think that, that last year in Oklahoma City. I've done a complete 180 on Jimmy Butler. I, 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 I want to keep track. We are at 12 guys now where we got to. Yeah. I've done a complete 180 on Jimmy Butler, and this is a good time where we can go ahead and talk about the Eastern Conference Finals as well. He has been he has affected winning in a positive way yeah. in the last four places he's played. Chicago has not made the playoffs since he left. Minnesota, has, Minnesota has not made the playoffs since he left. They made their first playoff appearance in, I, I believe, it was like 15 years or something when he last was there. 
Yeah. And now he left in Philadelphia, made the playoffs, lost in round one. Went to a game seven with one game from being in the Easter Conference Finals. Lost to the, the, the champion, the eventual champion. And yeah. so, and Philadelphia clearly got worse without him this year. Yeah. Miami, he shows up in Miami. Did Miami make the playoffs last year? Um, I don't think they did. I don't think they did either. But let's say they did. They, they didn't make it past round one if they did. And I don't think they made the playoffs last year. And so, he shows up to a team that was... I want you to look that up. Look that up for me real quick and tell me if they made the playoffs 2019. Miami Heat. No, they did not. They qualify. did not make the playoffs. They were 39 and 43. So, he takes a team who was not a playoff team last year. And I and he comes in and before the regular season got suspended, he was they were on pace to win 50 games. Right. They were a top 4 to 5 seed the whole season in the Eastern Conference. And now they're in the Eastern Conference final. Miami hasn't been passed around. Have they been passed around one of the playoffs since LeBron James left? Nope. They have not. And so that's we're going. That's 2014 was when he left. Jimmy just impacts winning at the highest levels, and no matter how you feel about his game, I've always been one to say he works harder for 20 points than anybody else in the NBA. Yep. But what he's been able to do with Miami this year, and that whole team, I feel like they're they're a complete reflection of him. As far as like, oh, they've definitely taken on like the identity of Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Like you can tell with the toughness and like the way that they. They don't they, die. They, they grind, yeah, man. They, grind. They, they they will keep playing. Like Jimmy will get on them, and like Bam kind of had that effect too. Yeah. But like they're real, you know. They bring their hard hat and their lunch pail yeah. to work. You know that's really how they play. And then you mix that in with Spolstra being like a magician, and then all the shooters they have. They can get hot, you know, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Harrell, all of yeah. them getting hot. And then, and then you got guys that can defend and switch everything. Jay Crowder, Iguodala. Yeah, yeah. So like Jones Jr. Miami, they definitely impressed me beating Miami. I mean, Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah. that quickly. So yeah, I didn't anticipate it being five. I mean, I picked them to win. I didn't think that. I didn't think it would. It would. They end realistically anymore. dropped game three, and I know Boston game dropped four. the first they dropped two. Game four. Or are you talking about in the Eastern Conference Finals? I'm talking about the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Miami could realistically be up 3-0 right now. Boston probably feel like they should be up 3-0. They could be too. And so... They dropped the first two for sure. And those two comebacks were, like you said, a team that takes on the identity of their best player, they grind for 48 minutes. Yeah. They do not die. And so for them to take 2-0 lead after trailing by double digits in both of the first two games was impressive. And um, like I said, Jimmy just, he's hes hes won me over this postseason. I've been skeptical of him for a while now. Of course, he's an all-star caliber player, but I just didn't know how high of a level he could affect winning. And he's proven that he can affect it at potentially the highest levels. They're only two games away from the NBA Finals. Yeah. And so you have to give him credit for that. He's the he. He potentially is about to be the best player on a team that goes to the finals. And when you think about the guys who do that, yeah. we've out of the West the last five years, it's been either Kevin Durant or Stephen Curry. Out East, is it was LeBron for eight years in a row, and then Kawhi Leonard last year. Yeah. So you gotta have you you start looking at him like in a different light now. You have you kind of have to if you were already a skeptic of him. Well, if you were a Jimmy he, Butler truther, he's got to finish the job. Or, he has or to that, finish. That it. might be Tatum who get that yeah. praise. You know, the best player on the final team. Yeah. So either way, there's gonna be new blood in in the NBA Finals this year. This is gonna be and it, it, now that I'm we're sitting here talking about this, I'm really sitting here thinking. When is the last time we haven't had a Finals that doesn't have. That didn't have one of LeBron, Kawhi, 
Steph, or KD since 2010. You don't even have to include Kawhi. Just LeBron, KD. LeBron or KD. Name finally they ain't had them since 2010. 2010. LeBron or KD. It's literally... KD's played in what? Four of them? Yeah. And LeBron has played in eight. Yeah. So, like... That's and, crazy. And every, every... I mean, that just is literally a personification of them two guys have completely separated themselves. Yeah. Over the last decade is like... The best the clear top, cut top two best guys. two players and like they've played in one of them is gonna win the final or at least play it's played in it yeah i mean the warriors got that one little one and then dallas got that one but, and then last year they lost with with i mean him getting injured yeah they were gonna win that but. yeah i agree and so in lebron 2015 without Kyrie and kevin love we don't know what would have happened if he'd yeah. have them so but yeah that's just crazy to think about but the jimmy butler point it just he he has rewritten his narrative, I believe, with this postseason. Even if they don't make the finals, if they don't win, I mean, the he had never gotten out the second round exactly. prior to the year. And so like people had rights to be like skeptical. And he's he's completely re- rewritten his story. And like I said, if you were a Jimmy Butler truther before this postseason, you run are, your victory. You lap. are taking a crazy victory lap right now. And for guys like me who are skeptical of if he could be the best player on a, a championship caliber team, it remains to be seen. But I have been won over, and I, I think it, it's possible at the very least. It's very least not out of the realm of possibility at this point. And so kudos to Jimmy Butler. How do you feel the rest of that series is going to play out with Boston? Do you think that Boston can come back from a 2-0 deficit and win, or do you think Miami is in firm control and they are going to finish this off? Whoever wins game four will win the shit. That sounds... Like a cop out, but it really isn't, in my opinion, because if Miami goes up three one, they're not gonna blow. They're not gonna lose three. They're not gonna blow a three one lead. This Boston ties the series. Ties it up after being down zero two and dropping two that they should have had. Like they should, they should be demoralized. And they came back from two zero. They're gonna have all the momentum. Boston should really feel like we are better than them if they win game four. Yeah, they'd be like, we should, we should be done. Yeah. We should be in the finals right now. If Boston wins game four on Wednesday, they should feel like we are the clear better team. And it's funny, this episode will premiere the day after yeah. <laughs> so, game four. Exactly. But this, this, this will come out the day after game four is played. But I, I think I agree with that sentiment. And I, don't, I can't really pick game four because Boston for three straight games has gotten – Big double-digit leads, and they squandered them for three straight games. Now, granted, yeah. they were able to hold on and win game game three. Yeah, but I don't know how to pick game four or the rest of this series at this I'm, point. I'm I'm probably thinking I'm gonna take Miami. You're gonna take Miami to finish off. How many games? I'm gonna, well, if they win game four, which I'm picking them right now to win, I think they'll win six. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Boston get will get another seven. one, and then they'll probably win. The so yeah, so you'll pick Miami to win game four Wednesday. Boston to win game, game five on Friday night, and then the series will end on Sunday. Yeah, I can see it. Um, but I mean, if Boston wins, that will change. Do you think this me. series is going past six games? If Boston wins games four, do you game four? Do you think they can run off four straight games and end this in six? Or do you think if Boston wins games four, this is going to a game seven? For them to win the series, I think it can go seven. Yeah, I think it can. But at that point, like all the reasons you named. Like you said, Boston would feel like, yo, we are better than them. We right. should have swept them. 
Right. Now we've beaten them twice. Do you think they can just run off four straight, or do you? Do you I, think, I don't think they. So can you run think off it, it will be? I, I think Miami's too tough, and Eric Spolstra is too good to lose four to straight lose games. four games in a row. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I, I I would agree with you. I think if Boston, you know wins, what? The only way that I think Boston would be able to win four straight is if Gordon Hayward literally becomes the player he was before the All Star break when he was really he played really, well in the seeding games as well. Yeah, but I'm saying he was really, really playing before crazy. Before he broke efficient. his hand, yeah, he was crazy efficient everywhere from the field. Yeah, he was averaging twenty. And if they 49. if they get that guy, they can win four in a row against Miami. Yeah, I think that's something that that is to look out for for the rest of the series because that could be a huge momentum swing. Yeah, if, he was solid yesterday. He only had four points, but he had six rebounds and five assists. Yeah. And he's just a difference maker. Like they didn't have that another guy. playmaker. Exactly, another guy that can score and can. He he honestly is probably their best or second best passer. Yeah, and so just a guy with that type of skill set who can score from deep, can score in the mid range, can get his own shot, as well as being one of their best passers. That's just to get somebody like that dropped off for your team in the middle of a series is a huge yeah. boost. That's a huge boost, and it could change the complexion of this series for sure. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. If Boston wins on Wednesday, I believe this series is going seven, and I picked Boston in seven before the series started, so yeah. that would put me right back on track to potentially Man. get the outcome that I predicted. But I do also agree, if Boston loses on Wednesday, this is not going to see a Game 7. Miami will find a way to win either Game 5 or Game 6. I would probably lean it going 6, but it won't see a 7th game. We won't be playing until the week after this coming week. No, no way. And so it, it all comes down to Wednesday night, pretty much the series does. It's I mean, I'm game, you know ESPN, will, they always throw out those random, whoever stats. wins game four, and yeah. like, I'm sure there's like a crazy number of, if you're up 2-1 and you win game three, I mean game four, like the probability of you winning the series going up 3-1, like you, you literally would have to implode. And I know we're talking about it, blowing 3-1 leads, like, you would have to implode in that manner yeah. of winning game four, you know. But I and mean, I don't we, think we, we've seen two three one leads get blown this year in the bubble. So the bubble is different. Yeah. No road game, so it's a little bit different. I don't think I agree with you though. Miami is not a team I see blowing a three one. Like they will literally clamp they don't care if they have to win a game seventy eight to like eighty one. No. They're gonna find a way <laughs> to win it. Like we're gonna hold the ball for the whole twenty four. Yeah. You're not gonna run, like we're gonna do something. Spolster will find a way that we're not going to blow We're going to roll the ball up the court. Out west, on the other, other side of the, the, the NBA playoff bracket, the Lakers now hold a commanding 2-0 series lead over the Nuggets. Some people would say this is where the Nuggets want to be. They have the Lakers right where they want them. Yeah, two, but, after game five, they'll be down 3-1. If they are, if, they, if it, it gets on. to a 3 if they get a game. So, <laughs> of course, the Lakers, it's safe to say they aren't the Jazz, and they aren't the Clippers probably. I hope not. Yeah. So, if you're the Nuggets, we just watched game two. For everybody listening to us, we are recording this after game two just wrapped up. Anthony Davis hit a buzzer-beating three after the Nuggets battled back from down 16 to take the lead in the fourth quarter with two seconds left. They're going to keep fighting. The Lakers turned the ball over 24 times. LeBron James only scored six points in the second half. How do you feel if you're the Nuggets right now? after losing game two, where you fought back. We we shot more free throws than the Lakers this game. Mm-hmm. We we came back from a 16-point deficit. They turned the ball over 24 times more than we, 
more than we did as a team. Yeah. And like I said, we held LeBron to six points in the second half, and we're still facing an 0-2 deficit. And, and not to sound like a homer, but the officiating was it was, it was it was it was it was in their favor compared to the game. Poorly officiating yeah. favor, and I'm not expecting homer calls because I mean Jokic. And Murray were both in foul trouble. I kind of expected them to. Yeah. NBA officiating is predictable. Yeah, that, Especially when one team in, in a game before gets, yeah. quote unquote, a favorable whistle. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was pretty bad. I mean, they were throwing around text tonight and everything. Like, Yeah. I thought the tech on Dwight was, was pretty weak. And then the one they called on Phil Handy was weak as well. Yeah, it's getting out of control. But, I mean, Denver, I, I know it sounds crazy, the game that you were down – 15. This is the one you had to win. Yeah. But that was the one you had to win. I agree. Like, they literally made all the big shots down the stretch that they needed to make. Like, Jokic making that 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 hook at the end when he I literally he scored ba- 13 straight points for them. Or yeah, 13 he, points in the fourth quarter. He backed AD, the best defender in the NBA, all the way from, you know, the short corner. Into the paint. Free throw line adjacent area. All the way into the paint. Or a running jump hook coming to a stop over the shoulder. Like, Jokic is really, really good. He's, He's definitely impressed me a lot this year, even more than last year. But Denver, they had to win that one. Yeah. And That's I think a bad one to drop. To, to touch on Jokic before we get deeper into this series, I think now at this point we have to start talking about him even through – it's only been two years in the playoffs. But he played – this is his 30th playoff game now. He played two seven-game series last year. He played two seven-game series in the first round this year. I mean, in the first two rounds this year. Mm-hmm. And now this was his second game of this series. So that's 30 total playoff games. I think we have enough evidence through these 30 games that we have to start talking about him as one of the the best playoff performers in the NBA currently. His numbers from last postseason were phenomenal. And he dominated the Spurs series and the Blazers series. They fell short in game seven to the Blazers last year. But he dominated. And now through two rounds this year, he has been dominant, and he showed tonight again in game two he could dominate. Yeah. So he's a guy who we are seeing raises his level of play in the playoffs, in a playoff setting compared to in the regular season. Yeah, I mean, and, last year he averaged 25, 13, and 8 yeah. over the playoffs. And what is he averaging now this year in the playoffs? Uh, it's got to be around – it has to be around the same number. Like, he's – he dominated – he was the reason they came back from 3-1 against the Clippers. They had no answer for him. They had no answer for him at all. In that series, Zubak didn't play enough. This year, literally almost identical numbers, 25 and 10. But, you know, six times rather than eight times. But Dominant numbers still. Yeah. So, we can pencil him in two years in a row. He's going to be 25, 10, and at least six assists yeah. in the playoff with elite yeah. shooting. Yeah. So, shooting 51, 42, 83 over that two-year stretch, too. You have to you have to look at him now as he's one of the elite He's a chair. But yeah, he can't. He, he he's been given a lot of good effort on D. Yeah. Like unfortunately, he, <laughs> he can't do much even with them giving effort. But I mean, he's giving you elite offensive production for sure. And so you have to, like I said, you have to start looking at him as a guy who you. I don't want to say fear because I don't think any NBA players really fear other guys. You just are you a little worry bit more aware. But you, you have to worry about him. him. You have to when you go into a series against Nikola Jokic. Now you have to really be on high alert that this guy is different yeah he's different and so like i said based off of last postseason and what we've seen this year regardless of the outcome of this post he has to be respected now as you might not put him in the same tier as a guy like lebron a guy like kevin durant a guy like stephen curry or Kawhi leonard maybe because they are proven champions 
right. finals MVP. Um, even though Steph doesn't have one, he's dominated in deep playoff runs, and he's right. dominated NBA finals at certain points as well. Yep. So you have to put him in that group. But I think Jokic is – you got to put him in the same group. At least right now, him and Anthony Davis are probably in that next tier of guys, right, yeah. as far as number one caliber type of guys. Who they, just they, haven't won yet. they just haven't won yet. You have to put them. I would, based on what I've seen from them this postseason and postseasons postseasons past, I kind of lean edging them over a guy like James Harden in the, in the postseason. You know what? I'm happy we're here because and you know I'm a huge Harden fan. I'm happy He's one we're of my here. favorite players. But AD second highest point per game in NBA playoff history behind Michael Jordan. Yeah. The highest PER in NBA history in the playoffs. And, and, and it's funny, you'll have people tell you, like, AD don't show up in the playoffs. He's so. dominant. Like he, like, he hadn't only lost to the Warriors, exactly. you know? Like, you have to really look at this. Like, he is one of the elite playoff performers, Anthony Davis, as well as Nikola Jokic. So, I would put them, they aren't quite in the LeBron, KD, Kawhi, Steph tier of playoff performers yet. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it remains to be seen. Now, if one whoever finishes this series off, and if they go on to win the championship, they I think you do elevate them into that same caliber. I mean, tier. Anthony Davis, even if he doesn't win, I mean this this series, he this whole postseason, yeah, he's been dominant. He's he's in my opinion, he's been either one A or one B at worst with LeBron this postseason, as far as the best two players in in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, and there have been moments for sure where Anthony Davis has outperformed LeBron They've James. Taken turns. They've taken turns. Tonight was the perfect example of that. The first half, Anthony Davis didn't quite have it going. LeBron scored 20. Right. I'm going I'm to carry us this first half. LeBron didn't have it going in his second half. He struggled a lot in the second half. Anthony Davis completely took the game over, scored 19 points, I believe, in, in the second half. Yep. 19 is 31 points total. So, like you said, they've taken turns, and tonight was the perfect encapsulation of that and I think that right there is the reason why I will say that the Lakers are going to finish this series off against the Denver Nuggets. You hit on it perfectly saying this was the game the Nuggets had to win. Yeah. They caught the Lakers sleepwalking in the second half. Like I said, I don't, I wouldn't bank on the Lakers turning it over 24 times again. I would not bank on LeBron James only having a six-point second half again. Yeah. And I won't bank on the Lakers being caught off guard by P.J. Dozer being <laughs> Bro, play him again. Thrown into the game. Play exactly. him again. Play him again. We are going to hunt him. Exactly. That's literally all the Lakers are thinking. And so not I, we as in me. Yeah, but, but you're like, talking about the Lakers. If the Lakers literally will find a way to play him off the court. Yeah. But like you gotta give a guy like Mike Malone credit yeah. for for throwing, you know, the tenth, eleventh man out there yeah. and going He ain't in the scout report. <laughs> we need some energy out there and Yeah. He crumbed up at the end, missing the free missing throws. Missing those free throws, but, that was too much for him, probably. But you know, he played. You know, he made plays. He played well. He played as well as you could expect somebody like him to play in this yeah. type of setting. And so, like, I, I'm happy you brought up Mike Malone. He has to get a lot of credit for this playoff run, and I think he's proven himself over the last two years and just his time in Denver in general. He has to be mentioned amongst the NBA's elite coaches. At the, Definitely top he, ten. He for has sure. to be mentioned amongst the NBA's elite coaches. Whoever you think might be. You might have Spolstra, Pop, Kerr, those type of – Nick Nurse as a, a class of their own maybe because they're champions and they continue to win. He has to be in whatever tier you have, Brad Stevens, Doc Rivers, Mike Budenholzer in, he has to be in that same tier of guys. Yeah. So he has to be there at this point. Um, but back to this series, just as far as the, the outlook going forward, I don't think that there's any avenue for the Nuggets. And like I said, I picked them to lose in five to <laughs> – to 
the um you about to the Clippers. Them, you about to tell the people of America and around the world that they have no avenue to win one game? No, I'm not gonna say that. I don't okay. think they have an avenue to to win this series. A two oh, lead. I don't okay. I don't see this Lakers team blowing a two lead. Yeah. Uh the the Nuggets now have to win four out of five against Anthony Davis and LeBron James. I just yeah. don't think that's happening. Yeah, that's definitely that's not happening. Happen. And so there really wasn't an avenue for them to win anyway. The series? No, I, this is the worst possible matchup for the Nuggets out of every team in the NBA. Probably this was the worst matchup for them because. They don't have any answer at all for LeBron James, really. LeBron played bad in the second half, but the first half was just a perfect encapsulation of why they just do not have any answer for him. Yeah. Jeremy Grant, as good of a role player as he is, and I like him a lot, he can't guard LeBron. You ain't defending Kawhi no, no more. This is Exactly. I'm going to spam going to the I'm rim. I'm about to run you over, young exactly. man. Exactly. And then LeBron's jumper was falling in the first half as well. It got to the point where there was nothing they could do. And then... They don't have an answer for Anthony Davis as well. Getting him, getting Jokic matched up on him in space and just having AD move consistently on the court is just not an ideal matchup for Nikola Jokic. That's crazy. They literally have either we're going to have him guarded by Paul Millsap or he's going to be guarded by Nikola. That's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know if the... I'm, I don't know if the Nuggets can win a game this series. If they don't win game three on Tuesday night, they're getting swept. Yeah. I will say that. And like I said, this episode will come out after that. This episode will be airing on game four, the day of game four, I believe, on Thursday night. So we we will know the outcome of this prediction by the time this episode airs. But I think, like I said, this was the game, game two, that they needed to win. Mm-hmm. Game three for sure. If they want to get on the board at all this series, game three is the game they need to win. Yeah. The Lakers are not blowing a 3-0 lead. There will not be another comeback for you <laughs> if you if you lose game three on Tuesday. I mean, yeah, on Tuesday night. There will not be another comeback for the Denver Nuggets. They, they'll be in the road. They need to at least get on the board on, on Tuesday night to potentially make this a series at all, to maybe make this a six-game series or even potentially a seven-game series. They need to win Tuesday night. If they lose Tuesday... This series is not making it into next week. This will not make it to the weekend. Yeah. This series will end on Thursday. By the time we record again, exactly. Will be done. And so they they need to find a way to get on the board on Tuesday night. And I don't I don't know how they get up to win a game after this one because I don't believe the Lakers are turning over twenty four times. I do not believe that LeBron James will be that bad again in the second half. And I don't envision them shooting. I believe fourteen more free throws in the Lakers on Tuesday either. Yeah. So I think this was the perfect storm with Jokic playing as good as I think he can play against Anthony Davis and the Lakers front line in this matchup. That fourth quarter was him just dominating, taking over. Yeah. I don't know if he can do that again, the level that he did it in that fourth, where it just didn't seem like he missed. He made every yeah, he, big he, shot down the stretch. And, and I know we talked about it during the game, but man, we have to look at, where AD ranks as like a mid-range shooter because it felt like yeah. he just can't miss anything. When he gets going from the mid-range, that elbow area. He's unstoppable. And, and that's his shot. Yeah. That has become like at, at this point, when you hear guys on TV say they want him to go to the block, get him on the block, or yeah, that's I, not I where he's comfortable. I never get that. I never, they're literally trying to play AD like he's Shaq. No, that's I mean, not his game. not his game at all. Even in, in New Orleans, he was best as a, a lob threat, a rim runner, and pick and pop guy, a mid-range right. guy. That mid-range elbow jump shot is his shot. That yeah. baseline drive step back is his shot. Those are his shots. Those are the shots that he prefers to take. Those are the shots that he makes at right. a very high level. Um, and I talked. we talked about it as we were watching the game. It's become a thing in, in this postseason. 
the third quarter for Anthony Davis has become like the moment in the games where he just imposes his will on the game. Yeah. Regardless of how he played in the first half, if he struggled in the first half like he did tonight, that third quarter is where he's going to really step in and dominate. And teams have to deal with that coming out of halftime. That's where Anthony Davis is really going to take his game to another level. He's proven now in this postseason he is a second-half performer. Yeah. And so I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not picking the Nuggets to win on Tuesday, which means I'm probably picking them to get swept at this point. But <laughs> I just don't – I don't think this is a good matchup for them. I don't think that this is a favorable matchup. Even for Jamal Murray, he scored – efficiently through two games but he's worked harder than he had to work against utah and against the clippers to get these points in my opinion yeah. and yeah. i don't think the lakers are going to give him the same way that the the jazz allowed for him to get up 25 to 30 shots to score those 50 points he's not the lakers aren't going to allow him to get up that amount of shot in in a matchup he yeah. would have to go out of the offense out of the way of the offense and just start jacking to get that amount of shots up yeah. And so I don't think that it's possible for him to get 45-plus points in a game against this Lakers team because they just won't allow him to get the shots up to, to get nope. to that that number. And so, like I said, he scored officially. If Dame couldn't do it, no. Jamal Murray. And Harden They'll didn't take the ball out. They'll take the ball out of his hand. Yeah, so I just don't I, – I thought that game – they needed to win one of these first two games to for sure – not get swept in my opinion. That was my prediction. I predicted the Lakers in five coming in. We are headed towards a sweep if they do not win on Tuesday night. If they don't win Tuesday night, this series is over Thursday. The Lakers will get another week off until they play game one of the NBA finals next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that I think that these these two conference finals have not been what we expected, but the roads here have provided us with I think it's been a really good playoff so far. I think yeah. that we got a seven game series between Boston and Toronto, which had a huge buzzer beater three-pointer, which is going to be a part of NBA playoff history for the rest of time from OG Ananu. We've seen two, three, one comebacks from the Nuggets. It's been pretty easy, pretty – it's been relatively easy for the the Miami Heat and the Los Angeles Lakers so far. The yeah. Heat are 10-2 and two in the playoffs now, and the Lakers are also 10-2. and two. So both teams have basically had their way up, to, up until this point in the postseason. So while yeah. you have two teams that have dominated, you have had two other teams who have fought through adversity and played in multiple I mean, Boston series. Boston had a sweep. But they did yeah. in round one, but they had to play the defending. They knocked off the defending champs in round two. Granted, yeah. Kawhi is not on the team, seven. but yeah. they had to knock them off. So you've had two teams that have played in seven-game series at this point. But I think that we're headed towards the Lakers being in the finals. And I'm going to go ahead and pick Boston to win game four and somehow come back to win this series. I think that we're going to get a Boston-Lakers final, which is crazy that we will get it and not be able to have it in Staples and TD Bankwork. I mean, TD Garden. Yeah. It will be in the bubble, but we will get another chapter of the Celtics-Lakers finals. That is my prediction. For the rest of this conference final, who do you, you think Miami's going to finish the series off? You think we're going to get Miami versus the Lakers? Yeah, because I think Miami will win Game Four on Wednesday. You think Miami will win Game Four? If they win Game Four, it's a wrap. Yeah. So yeah, I I just think that I think that we're headed towards that Lakers Celtics final, and I think it's just been a great postseason so far. It's been it's been a lot of different storylines. I like the bubble has been successful. Um, we've got a lot of great hoops. Another storyline that we got out of the bubble this weekend was. The voting results were announced of the MVP voting and all of the NBA ballots, the Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved mm-hmm. Player. We saw all the ballots and every LeBron James 
after game one against the Denver Nuggets on Friday night, spoke about how he was, quote, pissed off that he only got 16 first place votes for MVP. Right. We both knew Giannis was going to win. Um, I think everybody in the world knew Giannis was going to. I, I don't have an issue with LeBron saying he was pissed off with only getting 16 votes. I saw some people were acting as if he didn't have a right to feel the type of way. We just watched the last dance where Michael Jordan said he was pissed that Carl Malone. I took it personal. He took it personal. I'm kind of, if I'm a LeBron James fan, a Lakers fan, I'm happy that my best player is taking that as a slight. I'm happy that he feels like I deserve more than that. And when you get to this level of LeBron, you don't need extra motivation, but these little types of things can give you a little bit more of a battery in your back, a little bit more motivation to, hey, I'm in year 17, but... I'm still that guy. I'm still the best player in the world. I didn't have an issue with him saying he was pissed off that he only got 16 votes. How how did you respond when you heard him say that? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really have an issue with it either. I mean, I, I, I hear players like, I know that clip of Kobe going around where he congratulated LeBron. He congratulated Giannis too. LeBron yeah, congratulated him. I, I know he congratulated him, but I mean, like, I don't have an issue with an athlete feeling any other way. No. I mean, if you work hard, you believe you should have won the MVP, you're going to feel like you deserve more than that anyway. So, like, if you yeah. don't get 16 first place votes, I don't think it should have been that, you know, Lots wide of, of a range, but obviously the voters disagree. I think that if the season does not get suspended, the vote, the final result is not that, that lopsided. Yeah. Because Giannis... The Lakers were peaking at that time. The too. Lakers were peaking, and Giannis was slated to probably miss a couple of weeks with the sprain. He had a sprained knee, and mm-hmm. he had already set out two games, and I don't know how full throttle the, the Bucks would have been. They had wrapped up the one seed pretty much in Eastern Conference. Yeah, They weren't going to rush him back. I, I wonder if the season ends if LeBron can cover enough ground, not to win the award, but it become a little bit closer. Once it ended the way that it ended, a lot of voters had already had their mind made up that Giannis was the guy. Yeah. I think, honestly, LeBron getting those 16 votes was a result of him beating the Bucks and the Clippers right before the season ended. If I'm, yeah. if I'm being honest, I think that those two wins were wins that were going, like you said, the Lakers were peaking. They were going to possibly start to swing the momentum in his favor for the MVP race, and then it abruptly ended. So I think that's why he got those 16 votes, to be honest with you. Of course, his overall body of work was great up until that point, but those two wins were starting to, like, maybe flip a few voters. Um, Yeah, I mean, you you just never know, like you said. It's hard to predict what would have happened those last 20, 25 games, but they got to play in the bubble after – you know everything getting and the bubble stuff wasn't supposed to, it, it did yeah. not get it did not get counted yeah. for the awards so yeah. i don't know i i think the the backlash around a lot of the voting has gotten a lot more attention yeah than it has even in the past and i know people talk about like Shaq when he missed you know unanimous mvp by one vote lebron like, in 2013 yep and and he made and Shaq made like a consummate effort even though you won the awards like, he will call out the dude and said, like, he's an idiot for giving Allen Iverson that, that, that vote. He messed up history. Yeah. And I like, mean, Shaq has, an, Shaq has a right to feel that way, in yeah. my opinion. So, like, that's kind of how I think everybody that's ever won an MVP will feel. Like, when they win, oh, I should have won by more. Or, I'm happy I won. Like, you, you're just going to be, you know, you're going to... You're going to feel like you've been the MVP. Every runner-up probably feels like they should have been the MVP. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure if you ask Chris Paul about the 2007-2008 He probably feels that he should have won. I should have won. He probably feels he should have won. If you ask Kobe about 2010 or 2009 and 10, I think he finished second in 09 or 10. I can't remember which one. But he probably feel like I should have won. Oh, 09. 09. Yeah. He probably feel like I should have repeated. 
LeBron won his first one. Yeah. He probably felt like I should have repeated. You know, so it's we just never know. I don't believe that. I, I don't. Of course, we we've talked about the awards and everything offhand, and now votes being made public. We've seen the the backlash to certain people on online. Uh, Joe Cowley, I believe his name, the guy who didn't vote for John Moran. He was the one first place vote that John Moran didn't get for a unanimous rookie of the year vote. And then we saw, of course, people come at Maria Taylor for leaving Anthony Davis off of all three All NBA teams. She didn't vote. She didn't have him on on any of the All NBA teams. How do you feel about voters' names being made public? I'm glad. You, I'm public? glad <laughs> you brought that up. I think we 100. percent You need to be held accountable if you have the power to impact whether guy they're getting, you know, yeah. max eligible and yeah. like you need to be held accountable if you're like doing basketball negligence, like leaving. Anthony Davis off first team, let alone second and third team. That's crazy. But remembering to put on Chris Middleton is indefensible. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, like, I love Maria Taylor. I really do. I think she's I was great. talking she's about great. her the other day. Like, yeah. I, she's one of the best in the business. 100%. And she made a big mistake. Just like, you know, the guy who left Shaq off and the guy who, le- who gave Melo an MVP over vote over LeBron. Like, they messed up. And they have, you know, people have a right to be mad at them, and yeah. they should be held accountable. I'm not saying they should lose their vote. No. But, like, you you need to, like, be questioned over that. Yeah, I don't think Maria Taylor should lose her vote at all because I don't think that – she doesn't have a history of just, like, doing nonsense yeah. on the vote and everything. But I agree with you to the extent that if we're going to start – if we're tying monetary value to these all-NBA teams to – people being eligible for max contracts or the super max, whatever it may might be. I do believe that if a guy misses out on a super max because of all NBA voting, right. I'm not opposed to the voters votes being made public. I, I, I don't hold, I don't hold that against the NBA. I don't believe that that's the wrong thing to do. Right. I think that if you take away the monetary value of these all NBA teams, we can go back to making this private. I don't, I don't even want a private because, like, <laughs> even at the end of the day, like, if you want the privilege of being able oh, to vote true. on one of the most, like, prestigious basketball awards, whether it's MVP or All-NBA, all of this, stuff. like, you're going to have to be public, Yeah, you know? These NBA players are public, like, you know, That's like, true. everything that they do is under a microscope. And you just get to, like, sit behind, like, a little voter registration type, yeah. you know, form. You just cast the ballot. And you just cast in your little ballot. Yeah. And, and you don't get reprimanded at all. I, I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I think that I, I think that we need to go away from making these type of things a tie-in to being able to get a max or a super max contract. I think we need to just go back to Anybody the team can offer max. you. The team can, whatever a team feels you're worth. They can offer that to you. Maybe not. I, I don't th- know about that. I want to say. I think we need contractual, like, length maximums, like how much you can allocate to the cap. Oh, yeah, true. I do think that. But I think, I do agree that, like, anybody, if I want to give you the shoots, I should be able to do that. Exactly. I think that if I want to give you super max, I should be able to do it regardless of if you, you made this all-NBA team or whatever. And, of course, teams aren't going to just offer all supermax contracts out to anybody it's only six players in the league i believe that have a supermax i looked this up the other day i was doing something at work and we looked it up and i believe it's john wall stephen curry um james harden damian lillard and 
I can't quite remember the other two guys off the top of my head. Chris Paul surprisingly was not one of them. His contract, it looks like a Supermax, but it's not technically a Supermax. And I think it's only six guys in the league. Those were four. I can't remember the other two off the top of my head. But that tells you enough right there. The fact that it's only six guys total in the NBA under his current Supermax lets you know that it's, 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 hard, to, it's hard to get it. Russell Westbrook was one of them. And then I said James Harden. I said Steph Curry. Five. Only five, so that's that's five. Yeah. We, this, we were talking about Giannis. Giannis would be the sixth he, guy. He'll be eligible when he becomes eligible for it. If, when if the Bucks want to give it to him now or wait until next year, he won the MVP. Yeah. All he had to do was make All NBA first team. So Giannis or All NBA, he'll be eligible. He'll be the sixth guy to be able to get the supermax. Yeah. And so like that that alone tells you the NBA ain't gonna just be throwing it out to anybody. Yeah. But those are all MVPs, and then Damian Lillard, who is a consistent All NBA an all-star caliber player so it's very very select i think that we just need to go away from making have i don't i don't necessarily agree that voters media should be able to basically have these guys monetary earnings in their hand i don't necessarily yeah. agree with that i agree but that's just my thoughts on it that's that's my take that'll conclude this week's episode of the play for keys podcast make sure that you follow us at the elite media group on twitter and instagram make sure you follow us at rnc radio live on twitter and instagram and make sure you follow us at the play for keeps podcast on twitter and instagram until the next time we are out thanks you thank you for tuning in appreciate you guys